Welcome back, guys. I am really proud of myself because this is the second week, um, and it's the same day as last week that I recorded, which means that my schedule's working out, even though it's kind of a struggle, I'll be honest with you, to be consistent. But that's just me. I'm getting through it. I'm figuring it out. I'm solving problems. Um, welcome to the You Are Not An Artist podcast. Uh, don't worry if that's your first time listening. It's meant to make sure that you focus on becoming more focused on yourself before you start wrapping yourself in this artist blanket of an identity. Anyway, don't mean to get too deep on that. Let's focus on the topic today, uh, or for this week, I should say. Um, and usually I find these topics around just in the community, the art community itself. So I spend a lot of time like on Reddit, uh, TikTok specifically, just because that's where the community is hanging around a lot. Um, obviously, there's some other places like Tumblr, um, and niche specific art uh, communities, but we're going to talk about the art community in broad terms. So, I was spending some time this past weekend on the Reddit uh, art business subreddit. If you guys haven't been there, I highly recommend you guys check it out because there's some great great questions on there that come from artists that are in the visual uh, medium, meaning painting, drawing, even digital art. Um, and one of the questions that came up that really I don't want to say it triggered me, but I think it did trigger me. Um, And I I talk about it in my blog um, for this week. So uh, once it's published, this as soon as you're hearing this, you should see the blog uh, published on my website, which is alejandrofineart.com. So you can check it out there. But basically what I'm talking about in the blog, and and again, it was inspired by this discussion that was happening in Reddit, subreddit. And the the question goes around what difficulties... um, artists are currently facing when it comes to selling their artwork. And the reason that triggered me is because there is a lot of emphasis on selling art. More so now than there was 10 years ago when I first started. I started in 2011. And during that time period, sure, there was talk about promoting your art, but it was still fairly new because... Facebook was still kind of being used in a new way and Instagram for sure was brand new. So people weren't sure exactly how to use it. They just knew that it was a new medium to show your work. They just didn't know how it was going to play out in terms of selling. Ten years later, we can see that there are a lot of use cases in terms of how people have utilized social media to build a following and to sell and convert their artwork to sales and income. It's just that it's so glossed over in terms of the social impact that social media has had on everybody and then how it filters down to individual communities, especially the business world. Um, I was an advisor for the SBA for four years. and I can tell you that most of the business world, at least in small communities, still don't understand how it works. And so in that sense, the art community still as well people that are new to it or that have been just kind of doing hobby art and not really focusing on the business end that are now seeing a lot of people do it and prove that it's possible or are wanting to get into it, but they look at it through a very narrow lens. And I'm, I'm telling you this because I've been through it. I, I did, I went through it myself uh, for 10 years until I figured out what was going on that was causing me so much harm. And the lens is focused on how do I become better at selling my artwork using social media as the key driver for traffic. 
and converting sales because everybody else is doing it. So how do I do it? And then you go down the road of like, okay, well, somebody's selling a course or somebody's talking on social media about how to improve your sales and conversions. And, you know, there's all this noise out there because there's such a huge vacuum. Um, There's a big gap in knowledge about how to build a proper art business and what tools do you have at your disposal? So when that question came up on that subreddit, I kind of vented, I'll be honest with you. And it's kind of what it's doing is making me go even further and in depth about these thoughts and and these things that I've discovered over my career, which is that artists are much too focused on selling art um, as soon as they become aware that they can monetize their artwork. Um, And the problem that that I found that occurs whenever you sell too early or try to sell too early is that um, you'll get focused on selling rather than creating. And somebody responded back to the comment that I'd left on that subreddit. And they were like, they disagreed with the idea that you shouldn't think about money first. You should think about creating, which is what I was saying. And the only reason I said that is because I've done it. I've done the opposite where I thought about how, what I needed to create in order to sell. And that can lead you down a very scary path. At first, it seems exciting because you, th- you think you can make anything and you can sell in anything. But if you do that long enough, and it depends on the person and their patience for that situation, you will eventually find yourself painting or making something that you don't give a shit about and you could care less about making. And then eventually that's all you're doing. And that will eat away at you the way it ate away at me. And I became very unhappy and I wanted to quit painting altogether because it just was it felt like a waste of my time because I wasn't although I was making money I didn't like what I was making and sure I think somebody's coming from the outside looking at that and be like that's a fair trade because I'm not making any money right now so I don't mind painting anything and I get that I understand that because I know what that feels like because I've been there and it motivated me to do the same thing the problem is is that eventually it leads you to a point where you realize you're not making anything that you love And I think people are scared to lean into what they actually like making or what they would like to make because they think nobody wants it. But that's something we have to dispel. We have to have conversations about, especially now more than ever, because the way that things are changing uh, online to a Web 2 Web 2 environment to a Web 3 environment where the interactions are and the content is being user generated um, and even policed by the users. And so what I'm finding now, especially on on social media like TikTok, you're seeing communities emerge that are starting to find their own voices. And there are people that are speaking for these communities and they're getting large followings because they understand the needs of the community. Um, In the same regard that there are artists that are part of that same community that visually speak for the community meaning they create artwork that resonates with community members, that validates ideas that the community has. And those artists are being celebrated by their own community. And they're being lifted up into the higher areas of that community, and they're being respected for it. The problem is is that a lot of people don't understand what it means to be part of a community um, because it's, for a lot lot of people, it's new. I mean, for, for folks that were on Tumblr in the early to late 2000s, they understand what it means to be part of a community, but I never was part of that. And I know a lot of artists that are not a part of that or were part of those things. In fact, the art community as a whole has always been kind of, um, you know, kind of 
mixed up. They're they've got their own smaller factions, and a lot of artists are just not very comfortable with joining into a community. So we're loners, most of us. And so through that lens, we think about it in terms of, okay, well, as a legitimate artist, I don't know really what it's like to be part of a community and what role I play in it. So I got to go find my own way and try to hack this whole thing. And I'm just going to paint what everybody wants, even though I'm not really part of those communities. And that's the problem. So reading through that comment that replied to what I had posted reminds me that a lot of artists are lost in the sense of I don't know how to monetize my talent because I don't know what people want and that's the wrong question to ask you shouldn't be looking for what everybody wants you should be naturally moving into communities that resonate with you I'll give you an example um, I love 90s hip-hop I love kung fu kung fu movies that are dubbed from the 70s and 80s Jackie Chan flicks Gordon Liu uh, anything from the Shaw Brothers all the way up to Golden Harvest. You see, I know what I'm talking about because I'm part of the community. I understand it. I'm a big fan of it. So that means that, you know, when I'm big, when you're a fan and part of those communities, you know how to talk about it. You know how to have conversations with other people in the community and you can learn from them and you can teach them things. And that's, that's how a community ends up starting to grow. Um, and when you lean into it a little bit more, you find that you can be, you can discover inspiration, visual inspiration, by even mixing up two communities. Like you could do a 90s hip hop poster version of a classic Kung Fu movie that everybody knows about. And because those two communities are adjacent, which if you know anything about Kung Fu movies from the 70s and 80s, they were played in movie theaters um, in New York and big metropolitan areas because minorities seemed to have a connection to those movies that were coming from Hong Kong. And then you started to see like a a uh, a surge of movies like um uh like uh gosh what I'm thinking of um oh the shaft you know the movies where they mix up like you know afro-american um you know modern culture with karate and kung fu and they had sort of like a symbiotic relationship where they would in you know especially with with black films in in the 70s would draw a lot of inspiration from kung fu movies so you can see those two communities are adjacent and that inspired a lot of what happened in hip-hop um, in the 90s especially when you look at groups like the wu-tang clan that's a direct inspiration from the the black films of, of the 70s and how those were also tied to kung fu films. So as you can see, like I have a lot of knowledge about those things and that's where I should be drawing my inspiration from and I am. I just didn't discover that until about two years, not even two years ago, I would say within a year, I started to discover that those connections exist and I don't have to I don't have to rely so much on what popular culture is saying, meaning the zeitgeist of what is popular in the macro. You can go deeper in the micro and discover what's popular culture in your own communities. And because those communities are now being cultivated online more and more, you can connect with them and show them your artwork and show them how much you appreciate and love the community and that you draw inspiration from them. And they're going to feel like they have their very own professional artist that represents their community. That's where you find opportunity to monetize those things and then become a symbol 
of creativity for that community and the kind of, you know, sort of respect that you get from a community can happen on a micro level. And it, ha- it can happen across several communities that you're close to or that you're passionate about. A good example is like, you know, when I started doing portrait paintings, I started doing like paintings of musicians that I loved. You know, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, like people I listened to. And what ended up happening was people that would find those uh, music paintings of those musicians would also commission me to do a musician of a genre of music that I wasn't completely aware of, but is adjacent to the kind of musicians that I was painting at the time, it confused me because I thought, oh, maybe I should be painting more of this. Like maybe I should be doing more of, um, you know, Johnny Cash and, you know, Chris Christopherson and Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson. And I should do those guys more because everybody seems to love them. But that's not really the point. The point is, is that there was an adjacent community to the alternative music that I liked listening to that were also fans of it, that were like, yeah, but we're also part of this community and we'd love for you to paint, you know, um, uh, musicians that we love. And so it wasn't necessarily telling me that I needed to move. It just was telling me that there were other people that were adjacent to what I liked that also liked them, but they they would prefer another painting of somebody in their community that they're truly passionate about. So that's what was happening a lot of. But again, it confused me because I didn't understand the own sense of loyalty I had to my own community, which if we're being if we're being truly transparent here, what I should do is just continue to do the kind of artwork that I enjoy through which the communities that I'm most familiar with. And I'll always get work from communities that are adjacent to it. And so I don't have to sacrifice my own sense of creativity just because I think I'm being tricked or fooled by my own overthinking that I should then paint everything else except what I love. And I think that's what artists are having a hard time with. And they they get too caught up in that early on because they start to sell too quickly. And so just to kind of bring everything around full circle is artists need to know that the power of their creativity will not be amplified because of their sales. It will be amplified because of the trust and passion they have in what they're making and the things that they believe in and the communities they're a part of. That's what will amplify and push them further as an artist. And selling is just a byproduct of that. Now, not to say that you you don't need to do anything else. You definitely need to set up everything just so that you can maintain it properly as a business. But from the creative side, you can't treat it the same way you would in normal business. And I think that's what a lot of artists are getting confused in is they think they should treat the the business side of art the same way a normal business would, which is like a retailer sourcing products that are popular right now that's trending. No, don't do that. You'll get lost. Trust me. And nobody will respect your opinion because you don't have one. You're just manufacturing paintings that everybody seems to like, but you don't have a voice of your own. You may have a style of your own, but that really doesn't ever go long enough to create a great career for you of longevity it's not just about style it's about your perspective and what you have to say in those things or what you can um what you can visually communicate about the communities that love these particular things and these symbols and these people and these places like and ideas like that's your job as the artist is to interpret what the community is saying visually so that it can connect with other people in the community or it can connect with somebody that's just kind of wanting to get more familiar it's like when you become part of a fandom 
you know, when you start reading books, um, if you start reading books like by Sarah J. Moss, who I'm obsessed with because Shelby introduced me to uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses, like it has a very tight knit community in that book community. And if you really get into it and you start looking up um, visuals about it, you'll see people have came up, come up with uh, fan art that represents those communities. And then you become more familiar with that fandom and you become more passionate about it. And then you start getting deeper and deeper into the fandom. And there you'll find incredible fan fiction that is written about these characters. But because of IP rights, they can't make any money. They just create it for the hell of it. That's the core of which through you should be I don't know if I said that right. That's the core through which you should be creating your own artwork is because the love of the community and the fandom. It's whenever you do enough of it that you find your own voice, that you can create your own inspirations behind that and then start to connect with other people in the community. And they'll know you because you're an active participant in it. You're creating artwork inspired by. It's like whenever you see musicians that cover um, popular music they cover it and they cover particular songs because they get inspiration from it. And so they connect with the community, right? When they do, you know, when they, when they play live, they'll connect with the community members because they see that, Oh, they listen to the same music we listen to. Oh, they're inspired by the same music they were listened to. So then they put out their own track. that's very similar, but it's very much their own in terms of IP rights. And then they can monetize it. But by then they've already established themselves as part of the community a group inspired by these musicians that the community recognizes, it and they're like oh we would love to support you as your own sort of musician and artist that generates your own unique uh, sound and songs inspired by these folks so you know that's really what I want to focus on this week is talking about how artists can find their way back and that they need to avoid the trap of I hate to say it, but it's not a trap. It's just that it's early. If you dive into making money and capitalism and all that stuff too soon, before you have a firm foundation of how you should be creating, you'll lose yourself. You'll get caught up in the numbers. You'll be too objective. And you can't be objective when you're being when you're creating. It it kills the it kills it. You have to be subjective and lean into that about what you love and what you trust. And stop thinking about what everybody is wanting and stop looking at what Pinterest analytic numbers are telling you about trends. Stop doing all that stuff. It's going to ruin your creativity. Just focus on what you want to create and what your community is doing, how you can represent them better, what inspiration you can draw from them and how you can mix up two communities together to really tell an interesting creative story in your own way that will resonate with either one or both communities together. So that's that's this week's podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening in and my rant. Um, I just think it's valuable. It's an important notion that I've learned by being an artist for over a decade and the struggle that I went through because I fell victim to this idea that I needed to monetize everything in, in every which way I could. And I started looking at everything as a as a way to make money and without actually being part of those communities. So that's my warning to all the other artists out there that are just starting out. Be careful. Find your voice. Find your community first. And then figure out the next steps after that. But don't monetize it automatically, especially if you're not a part of it. 
you know, and so that's that's my my um, again my rant for the week. So I appreciate you all. If you can head over to my website, check it out. I'm still building it out, but I'm putting content up there now, um, especially for the blog. Um, I just released um, a new website for um, uh, the San Angelo series. So if you guys are local, I'm doing um, a series that kind of resonates with the people and places in this town that had an impact on me specifically and I'm going to draw inspiration from other things that I connect with here in the community but it's got its own website it's called sanangeloart.com and it's very basic it's just got the products on there right now um, but I'm working on building out a little bit of a blog um, and uh, and also um, some videos that I'll be putting up on the Facebook page so thank you all so much um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week and I goes I guess that's it so thanks for tuning in